You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a bilingual American history podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony Human, reads a story from American history to my friend. Uh, Gareth Reynolds, also human, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. It's, um, it's just weird that Two you humans. steal my intro. It's a good uh, credit. Yeah, but... It's a good credit. You should have your own, you know what I mean? Couple of human... Couple of human men. Human. Human. Hey, how about that? Why is it Hugh... Why is it Hugh man and not Hugh woman, oh, Dave? Oh, buddy. Let's dig deeper into that on today's episode, and it's a really important episode of The Dollop. And then we'll go to the intro music, and then we'll start intro, 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 and then we'll go three, two, one, back. Start the podcast. <laughs> and called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy. Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like Adam. On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> My room's a Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo. No sleep tell hippo. Uh, action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. Okay, I don't know the exact date, but 1723, year of our Lord, Jesus Christo, Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, Savior Day, people. <laughs> sure. Sure. John Sullivan was born in the town of Fethard, Ireland. Fethard. Uh, I, I sure was. <laughs> yes, he's going to have an Irish accent. Why do I already sound beleaguered? <laughs> they got some babies come out in Ireland. Oh, it's been, oh. It's been so hard. I'm pregnant myself. <laughs> Start, starting at a young age, he was always in trouble. Okay. He said he was, quote, Always in all kinds of mischief. I never minded father or mother, but went in on all manner of vice. Okay, jokey. So, yeah. Uh, so he's, his test came back positive for Irish. I don't, you don't expect uh, just a, a five-year-old to be into vice, but that's what this guy was. All manner. Listen, sure. Did, so did he, did he know at five he was like... In, he was a vicey? Uh, he must have. I've been down at the brothel. I'm a bit of a vicey, I am. <laughs> oh, yeah, you name it. Cigarettes, women, alcohol, <laughs> drugs. I love it. I'm just a wee one. I'm five. So at, his, at 11, his parents couldn't handle him anymore. They were just like, it's too much. And they locked him in his wow. room for an unknown but very long period of time. <laughs> Jesus. It's not great. That's... Well, what are we going to do with the boy? I will just put him in his room forever. Okay. Don't you worry about a thing. Okay. We'll let those four walls raise him. They only gave him water and bread during his... Hey, our boy. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking torture. I mean, that, can you believe that that was like... There was a time when that was passable? I love you, son. Here's some bread. I love you, Dad. Oh, no, you'd love me so much. Yes. Bread and water again. There you go. That's my boy. Fantastic. Boy, I've got a real bread voice. We're having a nice stew. I smell it under the crack of the door yeah. where you slid my loaf. It's nice, right? 
No, mm. it smells nice. When do I get my make bucket back? <laughs> you don't, son. Come on now. Oh, I want my make bucket. Yeah, it's not happening. Uh, so that didn't actually work. That um, abuse. Didn't, uh, well, uh, that attempt make the situation better. That attempt to uh, straighten him out. It didn't, uh, for some reason, fly. Weird. And hmm. so he got out, uh, and he was quote ten times worse. Yeah. Yes. You, yeah. I mean, you've created an enemy. Yeah, no, it's not good at all. Uh, yeah. So uh, his parents then sent him to live with a very strict schoolmaster. Smart. Definitely doubled down on the abuse. Yep, beat him. It's Start really the way to go, for him. sure. Absolutely. Uh, there, John said an evil spirit started visiting him while he slept. And Ooh. it would call out his name. John. 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 You want to... You fancy a cigarette with me, boy? Yay. I am the ghost. I, I'm an evil spirit. Come on, take my hand. We'll go down to the pub for five. Okay. Yes, take my hand. Oh, they know me oh. at the pub. <laughs> I bet they do. You gosh, you're tiny. Yeah. I'm a bit of like a mentor type figure to you as far as operations go, I can tell. Oh, yeah, loving it. It's wonderful. Oh, good. Okay, uh, you want to play? Just a ghost and a boy. What are you all staring at? Boys, you want to play blackjack? I'm here with me ghost, yeah. dealer. So, uh, so this would, this spirit visiting would continue for several minutes during the night. And after every th- night, well, after three nights, the schoolmaster was okay. like, all right, I'm going to sleep in the room with you. If this is what's going on. That's it. I'm going to beat the fuck out of this spirit. <laughs> so the spirit keeps saying the name and doing his thing. And then ministers are summoned and people pray and they move John to a different did, house. Did the, did the headmaster see it? So the headmaster you like know, corroborated? I assume that he did. We'll get to why right. in a second. Okay. Um, okay. Still, the spirit is still calling John, John, John. It happens exactly 11 PM. Every Maybe night. he just had to go to the toilet. It's very possible. I've got to go. John. Number two, John, bring ghost paper. So finally, they move him back in with his parents. And okay, great. That seemed to do the trick. All of a sudden, the spirit is gone. It's suspicious, isn't it? Dave, it's a bit suspicious. And this is all based on John's account of what happened. This is him telling that story. That's his version. So we don't know what the schoolmaster would have said or the ministers or anything else. Okay. So we couldn't reach anyone else for comment. But John says once he moved back home, the ghost effed off. Yeah, the ghost, go go feff off. Uh, Right. Well put. Yeah. So back at home, he just goes straight back to me and a bad boy, right? Okay. And at 13, he got out from under the, quote, tyranny of his parents by running away. Okay. So he wanders, he goes west, he wanders around Ireland for a bit, and then there's tons of poverty, so it's just all on display. He's seeing, you know, how, how fucked things are. And then he, meet, he meets some men who are about to set sail on a boat for Waterford, and he asks if he could okay. climb on board because he says he wants to go visit his aunt in Waterford. And they're like, yeah, man, that, that sounds cool. So they take a young lad on they the ship. They take a 13-year-old, right? And he told them his name was Owen Sullivan, which is sure. which ends up being the name he's going to go by for the rest of his life. 
Okay. So. Normal stuff. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't really see the angle to changing his name yet, but I guess we'll just yeah. hang in there. Well, we'll see what happens, right? Um, sure. Yeah. There is no angle. That's just what he is. For the, he, I guess he just didn't want... He didn't want... The, People to connect him to the apparition? No, to get back to his parents that he got on a boat or something. I think he just wanted... You know, he is running away. Okay. I sure. assume. Yeah. So he, he drifts... He goes to Waterford. He drifts around Ireland uh, for a while. And at some point, he he's talking to some rich guy, and he tells him that he's an orphan, that his parents are dead. And the, okay. and the man says, well, you can come live with me. And so Owen becomes an indentured servant for six years. Uh, is that is, is that, that doesn't seem like a great deal. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of poverty around, so there are a lot of indentured servants. Okay. I assume it's a nice pad. Like, I don't know why else you would do that. But it's like that in that moment, if that's the movie, it's like, well, unfortunately, mister, I've had a bit of a rough run. It starts out, my parents abused me. After that, I was talking to a spirit and then my parents plum died soon after that. Oh. Oh, boy. I've taken great pity upon you. Your story pulls at my heartstrings. Why don't you be in forced labor with me for six years? Oh, sounds right. Nice, yeah. Okay. Oh, you feel like what you need is a loving boss. Yeah, right. All right, I'll be a slave then. It's, uh, yeah. Right. Right. That's Perfect. Yeah, all right. Okay, I guess I've done well, that then. Wait, uh, before we go back, uh-huh. there's just one thing I've got to tell you. Oh, go on. I love... Having my shoes cleaned when I wake up. So if there's not fucking cleaned, the back of my hand you get. All right? Yeah, okay. All right. Yep. Yep. Uh, now, come it. on, you loveless sack of shit. Holy Oh-ho! shit. What the fuck is this? This is a street. <laughs> That's what we're going to take to walk back to my house. Why are you so alarmed by no, it? No, it's just fine. It's all good. I'm happy with streets and whatnot. I it's just... all good. What kind of expression? Listen, boy, you work in the house now. You watch your mouth. You don't talk like that. It's very loose. Holy fuck. Now, yeah, exactly. Another street. Now, you're going to need to get over the street thing eventually. There's a lot of them on the way back. Jesus fucking Christ. That's just a lamppost. What are you... Boy, no, put your eyes back in your head. Sorry. It's crazy. It's all good. It's all good, yeah. Uh, so, um... So... He he's a foot boy. That's what his job was for the. He's a foot boy. Guy's wife. Uh, yeah, he, he's a he, foot boy. He, I think it just means always underfoot, always there to get you what you want. Oh, okay. So he's not just like like dealing with her feet all the time. No, he just kept his whole job is to rub her feet, and maybe lick the toes. More milk to the toes, madam. <laughs> but I suppose I'd have a spot. Yes. After six years, he starts missing his family again. And one day, his master tells him to deliver a uh, letter, and he rides 20 miles to deliver the letter, and then he just keeps going on the horse and rides for another 50 miles until he thinks he's far enough away, and he again finds himself in Waterford. Uh, he, so okay. he's, he's not that far from his parents at this point, and, but he, he's at a pub in Waterford, and he drinks some wine and then falls asleep because he's feeling sick. Mm-hmm. And he won't tell anybody who he is or where he's going. He's just refusing to tell anybody. Quote. Okay, he's just a drunk wino who's sick. Yeah. Uh, Quote, after I got well and went down to the wharf where I saw several passengers going on board of a vessel bound for Boston. Oh, boy. 
Oh, boy. So this is just completely spontaneous. There's no planning. Sure. He just sure. offers himself up to the captain as an indentured servant to pay his passage on the ship, which is really common. Some people who just wanted to get to America, they would, they would, they would offer their, whatever, four years, five years to the captain. And then when the captain got there, he would sell them as indentured servants. How long... How long does it take to get to America on a boat from Ireland? I think it's about like nine. Roughly. I think it's about nine weeks at this point. So, so you agree to work for the captain for four years? Yeah, not for the captain. The captain, you basically turn over your uh, your labor for four years, and then he, the captain sells you when he gets to America. Oh, so you're basically uh, you're like a you're like a free agent with a deal. Yeah. So, like, when you go there, you're, like, available for... Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's good. Wow. It's a good... Uh, it's great. Yeah, it's... Uh, by the way, it's pretty close to what we do in America now. Yep, no so, different. Uh, this is the story <laughs> of Amazon. Uh, so, uh, so, the guy says yes, and he signs up for four years of indentured servitude. Jesus. Now, the trip is hard. Like I said, about nine weeks to cross the Atlantic, and the captain... and. He didn't have enough food for all the people who were aboard, which was pretty common. Sure. That's great. That's a good way to do that, for sure. So you'd fill... Because then some people will die, yes. and that's cool. Yeah. Well, you... It's very costly to get food, right? All right, it's time for another potato war. <laughs> I'll gather around. We're going to toss three into the middle. <laughs> Well, so they didn't want to buy a bunch of food, and they knew going in, like, the math was like, well, whatever, 30% of them will die, and then the other 60%, 70% Can will sell. Can you just sell. imagine getting on a boat where you know that 30% of the people are going to die? I mean, aside from Carnival? It's uh, it's just so fucking crazy, but that's, that's in Carnival's ads. Like, it's in the ad. Try our buffet. 30% of you will die. Look at this lovely dance floor. Water slides, live bands, 30% aren't coming back. <laughs> Carnival cruise lines. Be really careful. Oh, uh, so. Maybe more than 30%. So, so, like I said, the captains would make money by selling the ones who were uh, uh, still alive. And that, as long as they made money from the trip, they were fine with whatever, people dying. So, okay. pack them all in, would feed them as little as possible, and turn a profit. Sure. So Owen, right. uh, Owen's hungry because there's not a lot of food on the ship. And he goes to the captain and he tells him he will give another three years of uh, indentured servitude if, Dude, if like, he could eat as many uh, biscuits as possible in 90 minutes. No, no. What? Dave, 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 David, Dave, David, Dave, Dave, David, what? Dave. What's happening? He... What kind of cool hand Luke bullshit bet did he? This I mean, is that is just how it kn- went back then. This is just what life was on the sea. The, can you imagine the captain's face? He probably was like, "Oh, Mister Captain, I'd love love to offer up another three years, but there's one condition." The captain's probably like, "Man, whatever he says, I'm going to do it." Like that's seven years. That's a lot of money. He just asked for an all-you-can-eat biscuit window. <laughs> I just like to be able to eat as many biscuits as possible. The captain was probably like, and what else? That's it. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. That's perfect. Here, here's 30 biscuits. That'll probably do it. Well, you know, this is nine weeks, right? Do you know how the body works? You're not a biscuit camel. Well, the captain, the captain laughed and was like, yeah, but he had a counter offer. 
<laughs> 20 minutes. No, he said the just slight adjustment would be that Owen could not drink anything while he was eating the biscuits. Oh, my <laughs> God. That What a fucking prick. <laughs> that is so... I mean... <laughs> I, I know Owen is probably going to take this deal, but it's got to be because he doesn't understand how important liquid is to the digestion of dry biscuits. That's right. I mean, it's like the saltine tree. He's going to be able to like have two and then be like, pop, 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 yeah. pop, 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 Yeah, just a paste like nightmare in his mouth. That's just like eating drywall. I assume and... Like, it didn't say this explicitly, but I would assume that he, because it's a nine-week journey, it was, like, every day or every other day, probably every other He got to do it. Like, it couldn't have just been once, but maybe it was. I don't know. Uh, well, it, I mean, uh, look, if he's nego- – no matter what, it's crazy. Yeah. But if he's negotiating, like, every two days he gets a 30-minute uh, biscuit bash, yeah. or was it 90 minutes? 90 minutes. 90-minute biscuit bash. That makes – not a lot of sense, but more sense than asking for a 90-minute biscuit window yeah. once. Yeah. A 90-minute biscuit window for three years is a pretty bad fucking deal. I mean, seven years of your life to get to America with one 90-minute <laughs> biscuit session. Like, it's just... I mean, it's I'm just, a fucking businessman, aren't I? Huh? Yeah. I made a deal. Oh, you really fleeced us. Well, good luck with your biscuit buffet. <laughs> So, whatever, it helped him survive the trip, which a lot of people didn't survive, right? You know? So sure. He survived. So, after the ship arrives in Boston, Owen was sold to a Captain Gilmore who had land in Maine. Okay. So, for two and a half years, Owen worked the land, uh, chopping wood, clearing it, right? He's just clearing the land. Sure. But uh, things start uh, getting a little spicy between France and England. And there's attacks, the French align with Native Americans, and so there's starting to be attacks around, and they're, they're pretty close to the Maine is not a good place to be at that point. Right. So the family decides to move to Boston, but they sell Owen before they go. Right. Sure. Okay. So uh, I, a pretty rough run so far. <laughs> Curious if at any point, like, Things go well in any way. So he's oh, you can abandon me fully, but I want five biscuits. <laughs> okay, uh, you just can't have them with any any water. That's usually the rule. Uh, oh well, I fallen for that before. That just means I get two biscuits. I was assuming. Yeah, no. Well, what? a deal's a deal. Mm. Have a good life. Thank you. Oh no. These are the, the drier variety. Yeah, no, those have been around for a couple of weeks. Very difficult to to turn these. Yeah, these are very difficult biscuits to for the truth. It's not great. I got to be honest. I was anyway. Whatever you could potentially just spit in my mouth. No, it, please. It's very dry. I'm worried that I've ca- I've, I'm worried I'm concreting my yeah, own yeah. mouth. That's that's yeah. It's part of the. We actually have a side bet that you, your mouth become concrete within within about six minutes. It's pretty close, though, boy. I'll tell you one thing. I'm not getting better at this biscuit negotiation. Yeah, no, you're getting worse. Oh, fucking hell. Like. Fucking hell. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But have a good trip. Thank you. Say, tell Boston I said hello. Yeah, say hi to Maine. 
we'll be in Boston. I'm going to fight similar fights in bloody water. Okay, I don't know what you're saying. So, I need milk. No. Maybe someone could piss in my mouth. No, no. Have a good lawyer. Okay, bye-bye. So he is, um, he's sold to a, uh, a military guy. He's sold to a commanding officer Jeez. at a nearby Jesus fort. And, you know, oh this is, God. this is back in the 1700s. So the fort is like totally isolated. You know, it's, it's a, it's not a great situation. And there is now, sure. there is now fighting happening. So. Um, good. So he's going into a really good situation. Yeah, finally. yeah, yeah. Now servants are allowed to join the military, but their wages went to their masters. So he wasn't supposed to fight. He was just supposed to be the servant of this commander, but then he joins the 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 military even though the commander didn't want him to. He did anyway. Okay. Uh, after a time he became the regiment's chief armorer and learned metalworking and engraving. Okay, so uh, it seems like he's got a, tr- a trade now. Yeah, he's got a trade. That's right. He's got a trade. Um, he's very successful. He's moving up the ranks. Um, then he gets okay. married. Marries a young lass. Uh, really started drinking at that point. He really started hitting the old Okay. Uh, well, that's what you do, right? I mean, it's like you finally, you've got your life partner now become the worst version of yourself. That's right. <laughs> You're, she like he looks at the world like contracts, and he just signed her to a lifetime one. Yeah. He's like, "And you didn't do it for any biscuits, you silly woman." <laughs> so you could have got five out of me at least. Um, anyway, I'm off to get blackout shit conned. <laughs> well, his his wife uh, drank also. They were both huge drinkers. Okay, they're both very okay. angry drunks. Okay, good. That always makes for a good pair. Yeah, yeah. Um, so quote Owen, I have. I unhappily married a wife, and she was given to take a cup too much, and I, for my part, took the same. <laughs> okay, so he he didn't get in the right marriage, and they both drank a lot. That's right. So he starts blowing off work. Uh, he starts blowing off his duties, and his behavior is getting worse, which he blamed on his wife's, quote, aggravating tongue. Yes, 100%. And yeah, no he doubt. ends up being such a mess that he gets demoted all the way back down to just common soldier. Okay. So during days off, Owen keeps honing his skills as a silversmith. And one day he casts a Spanish dollar, right? So he just makes a Spanish dollar. And without thinking, okay. he leaves it out on his workbench. And some someone sees it, some snitch, and turns him in. Okay. And so he gets arrested and put on trial for counterfeiting. Oh, I'm going to get docked biscuits, aren't I? (laughs) He ends up pleading guilty to making the coin, but then he's still somehow acquitted. Okay. Now, he's super super charming also. Like, he's really, people like him. He's got that thing. So maybe that's a part of it. But anyway, in 1748, the regiment breaks up. So Owen goes to Boston and he opens up an engraving business, right? He's got great. It's isn't it crazy how like <laughs> you could just open a business like anybody could just pretty much try to open a business. Yeah. Do whereas it. now, like no. <laughs> the idea of trying to compete in the marketplace is bonkers. Yeah. So two men come in and they offer him 
money, a lot of money, mm-hmm. to engrave a plate to counterfeit New Hampshire's currency. Okay, okay. So here we go. So uh-huh. <laughs> this, I mean, this is this is a hinge moment. Yeah. This is one of those swing moments. Well, well, would you like to have a life of crime? <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, all right. So he does it, and um, the business transaction gives Owen an idea: counterfeiting. There we go. He said it was a quote easy way of getting money. Well, yeah, ma- yes. yeah, making it is cry- <laughs> Yeah, it's very, it's very, it's quicker. Yeah, it's quicker. It's crazy easy. Yeah. So soon he was making counterfeit Massachusetts notes. Now, Massachusetts was actually the very first society in the Western world to create a paper currency, and they did that in 1690. So they were the very first. Okay. Okay. Now the rich didn't want paper currency. They wanted everything. Oh, God, in, you know, take metals, me back! Right, oh, gold, silver. They wanted it in coin. Uh, right. Basically, if currency is based in metals, they would have more control. Then it's finite amount. Yes. It's so they have you control most of it. X amount. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Paper money allowed the poor's to do business easily, and no, there's other reasons. Um, like the rich needed a universally accepted currency for international business. So whatever, the rich are are against paper currency, right? Also, religious people are against it. Hmm. They claim that's the body of Christ. <laughs> they claim paper money was immoral and supernatural. Man, can you imagine a day when the church didn't like money? <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, when they when they finally figured out that they should uh, they should be into money, everything turned around. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, I need my jet plane funded. <laughs> Jesus told me about it. <laughs> so, uh, a pro- like a Protestant minister compared paper money to the quote the Popish doctrine of transubstantiation. Uh, that preyed on, upon lay people's will to believe. He said using paper money instead of silver and gold was blasphemous. I mean, you know, I I hope there is a God, and I hope He does come down or she comes down someday. Yeah, just to just be nice to have just the clarity pass. <laughs> Another, another religious guy said paper money was a, quote, abomination to the righteous God. Silver and gold were eternal, which God had created as measurement. Paper money Ugh. disrupted the natural order God had created. Oh, gosh. What? Oh, man. I mean, really, just who calls God a dumbass more than religion? <laughs> so fucking dumb. Over the years. I mean, it's just crazy. Uh so there were, one of the wealthy guys in Boston was Thomas Hutchinson. Uh, he's a very wealthy leader and, and a leader in the movement to get rid of paper currency. So a couple months um, before, he had gotten a bill passed in the legislature to retire all paper currency within two years. In 1749, okay. he did that. So the Boston Even Post warned getting rid of paper money would force the state to go back to a barter system. Okay. Quote, we shall have the pleasant sight of a housekeeper groaning under the burden of a barrel of flour to market to barter for mutton. Oh, 
<laughs> Wait, can you say that one more time? Because yeah, that's yeah. a very... Str- we shall have the pleasant sight of a housekeeper. The pleasant sight. Yeah. So they're selling this flower barter. No, I think they're being sarcastic. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, I hope they're being sarcastic. It's hard to tell. Um, okay. Yeah, we shall have the pleasant sight of a housekeeper groaning under the burden of a barrel of flour to market to barter for mutton. 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 So, yeah, she's she's going to... What is the flour-mutton exchange? Oh, it's it's really good right now. It's uh, two to one. It's a great deal. Oh, that's great. Uh that's great. And I got plenty of Buy mutton. your mutton. So on May 1st, 1749, Thomas Hutchinson's house caught on fire. Just okay. happenstance, I'm sure. Yeah, I know, for sure. And then working class people gathered outside to watch and started chanting, let it burn, let it mm-hmm. burn, the, let it that's, burn. I mean, if you're him, is that the time where you're like, maybe I'm a villain? <laughs> Unfortunately for them, the house was saved. But uh, that's how important paper money was to the working guy. Like, it's, right. it's a big deal. So yeah. maybe the greatest example of paper money leading to a reversal. Have you all heard of the biscuit currency? Also <laughs> quite valuable. I, no, it sounds bad. I heard about a guy. No, you just, yeah, go on. No, I heard about a guy that got a, a three-year indentured servitude for like ended up being like three and a half biscuits the name's owen oh Pleasure to hi meet you. oh hey how are you i didn't know that was uh, yeah hi wow shit uh, i uh shit negotiate deal. uh i fight pretty hard for biscuits yeah, yeah i mean i don't know anybody who's looking for um that sort of negotiation well let them know i'm doing a biscuit for a year yeah so okay yeah no one's uh really... one biscuit one year of my life okay uh we're you're not gonna find a better deal than not just Oh, but there's one caveat. We must be able to have liquid. This whole non-liquid thing, it's really... I almost died in Bangor. Yeah, so our only, I guess, stipulation is that there can't be any liquid. Well, you didn't even know about it until I just was telling you. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now all of a sudden you're married to that. Yeah, yeah. All right, fine, fine. I don't need any liquid. Okay. But um, I might need to have one of y'all pissing... No. My mouth. No. We're out, of, it. we're out of piss. We traded it all for mutton. Oh, smart. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the deal stands. <laughs> okay. Uh, these, okay. Are, these are two-month-old biscuits. Uh, fucking hell. It's really... <laughs> wish I'd... Uh, yeah. It's just I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. <laughs> uh, so... So... Maybe the greatest example of paper money leading to a reversal of the social order like the religious guys were worried about were counterfeiters like Owen Sullivan. Owen, right. Now, neighbors noticed that all of a sudden Owen started living large. Right. Man, come on. Hasn't he seen Goodfellas? (laughs) You're not supposed to do that. Right, so he's living large. He's buying all the stuff. He's living way over his means, and they know he doesn't have that Anybody much. Anybody want a biscuit? <laughs> they know he doesn't have that much of an income. Hey, uh, you want your kids go go downtown get yourself a couple of biscuits on me? <laughs> Hi, how you doing, Lenny? Thanks for watching the car, the, the bike when I was out. Here you are. Take a couple of biscuits home with you, my man. Can I get a couple of whiskeys, please? Two biscuits in for the bartender. Hey, excuse me, uh, mate. Yeah, what do you need a biscuit? Here you are. Take one. These uh, biscuits seem a little suspicious, yeah? 
What are you talking about? I've got a bunch of... Are they government issued or... The biscuits. Government issued. Yeah. What are you talking about? Are they state biscuits? I buy my biscuits. I buy my biscuits with all my money. I've got a lot of money and a lot of biscuits. Yeah, things are pretty good for all, Owen, if you ask me. And my name is Owen. (laughs) There you go, son. Don't worry, you pretty little head. Have five biscuits. Call me in the morning. Be glad you did. Have a bunch of biscuits. Well, hello there, sweetheart. You looking for a man with biscuits? Hey, mate. Yeah. Are these are these biscuit fits? Well, are you suggesting that these are fake biscuits? Counterfeit biscuits? Yeah, that's right. I don't see... Uh, you're calling them biscuit fits. I don't see an uh, official mark. What? There's a mark right at the bottom here. Look. Massachusetts biscuit. Get the fuck out oh, of here. fuck you. You don't know what you... Here, take two biscuits. Call it my biscuit. <laughs> As if I ain't hard-earned my biscuits. Where'd you get <laughs> all the biscuits, Owen? Where'd they come from? I've got from? a machine! I've got a machine! Take two biscuits. So, now him and his wife, are, uh, they like to drink, like we said, and they like to get angry and yell and fight. And um, Sure. So one day they're arguing, and she yells, quote, Mm-hmm. You forty thousand money maker, ooh, and all mm. the neighbors hear it. Oh boy! And they go and tell the authorities. So that clearly, that whatever that language is, clearly tells people that he has made forty thousand fake dollars. Yeah, right. On August twenty eighth, seventeen forty nine, Owen's workshop was searched, and oh man, they found a mold for casting dollars, ink, copper plate. And pieces of paper that Owen had practiced forging officials' signatures on. You got nothing on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I meant everything. You got everything on Find, me. Fine. <laughs> point to one thing that implicates me. <laughs> he also had thirty counterfeit Massachusetts notes on him, and the bills—the okay. bills were not very good. The print was too black, and it was super easy to tell they were fake just looking at them. So okay. he's arrested. He's put in jail. Now, in jail, he reaches out to a friend, and he makes a deal with the, a friend. The friend would get him out of jail, pay the bail that he had, if Owen engraved three plates to make counterfeit New Hampshire bills. Man, I, love, I love that predicament where it's like, <laughs> all right, I'll get you out, but commit the same crime. <laughs> but more. Is that like a, a deal? Worse, but more, like a, well, a more egregious version of the crime you've already committed. <laughs> so to do that, he needs... A New Hampshire note to copy, a sheet of copper, and a metal chisel. Sure. Which is super easy to get into jail by bribing a guard or getting a... He has to make it in jail? I didn't realize he was going to be doing this in jail. Yeah, he's going to make it in his cell, and that's the only way he can get bailed That's like an escape room. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just can't imagine the guard walking by. What What are you doing there, Owen? Uh... Not just masturbating under that sheet again with a pot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> a real weirdo in there, huh? So either a guard can be bribed or there's a lot of debtor uh, prisoners, but de- debt prisoners would be able to leave all day and then they had to come back at night. So it was like... Uh, oh, sorry. they had the Epstein. Yeah, they had an apartment situation. Right. Did Epstein have that? Yeah, when Epstein, when, when Epstein was first... Uh, the first time that he was like... 
convicted or whatever, he had he was able to like leave all day. Basically, it was it's fine. Well, it's a totally yeah yeah it's good fine no, thing, and, and it and it didn't lead to a bunch of other crimes. Right. So it's no, it's all good. Yeah, yeah that worked out well for sure. Yeah, yeah, yep. So he makes the plates in his cell. Sure. <laughs> of course. Um, and he gives them to his friend. His friend takes them and hides them at the bottom of a sled in a barn on I a mean, bulwarf. At the, at the end of this, uh, there needs to be an undercover boss of how the jailers work. I mean, that for, it, for in order to sneak that stuff in is crazy. Oh, it's insane. But then for him to produce it in cell is nuts. And then for that guy to come in and be able to get it out. Yeah. No, it's all crazy. Uh, so the guy, when he gets the plates, he pays Owen's bail. Um, and Owen he gets out. He goes on trial in the fall of 1750. The jury then convicts him of, quote, wickedly, falsely, and deceitfully forging bills. <laughs> I, I like the, the caveats on the crime. <laughs> now, this is his punishment. Uh, he is locked into the pillory in front of the old state house. So right, that's What's the a pillory. That's the hands and the head through the wood. Oh thing right, 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 in, right, in right. The, that classic thing. So he's locked there in front of what? In front of the the um, state house. Okay, so he's okay. And how does that work? Are you pull, do you pull like shifts on that? No, thing? no. It's actually not that long. He's only he's only in there for two hours. It just like really apparently okay. it really hurts your back. And it's a public shame. Yeah, public, I'm sure it yeah. hurts your back. So. Uh, so he has his head and arms locked between two pieces of wood, and people are walking by or looking at him, and it's it's that uh, thing. It's the best the best time to just do you know a quick finger up the you know the b- b- buggy. No, what is that? I wasn't going to say that. What a crazy way oh, to finish a thought I that just, was so I vanilla. I thought we were on the same. Put the finger in the bungy. It's a child's oh. game. Uh, it's made Where's by the donkey? A... Oh, it's not pin the tail on the donkey. It's put your finger in the bunky. <laughs> So after two hours, he's taken out of the pillory, and then he gets tied to the whipping post. And oh, man. Uh, without a shirt on, they lash him 20 times on his back. Hey. Jesus. And after that, he's free. Well, I mean, dude, you know, ugh. I'm just trying to think, like, if I were to be threatened with a jail sentence or that, which would you take? At that. I mean, one year, I, I guess you'd take that, yeah. But it's I think no so. gimme. Yeah. So he goes back to counterfeiting. Of course. Now he sets up a new business model. So he he's the engraver. This one I don't get caught from. <laughs> That's the wrinkle. So he's the engraver. Other people would print it, and then other people would distribute, right? So it's a whole network. Okay. Right. And this way he could expand his business. As an engraver, he could keep moving around and creating engraving plates and setting up different operations everywhere. Yeah, right. He'll franchise his counterfeiting. And he has a knack for getting people to trust him, and he's charming and persuasive, so... Okay. But now... Unf- That's, uh, by the way, that, that has sneaking biscuits written all yeah. over oh, it. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. So, unfortunately, around this time... Two, the two guys who had first come to him and asked him to make the, the plates for the New Hampshire bills, the, yeah, they get busted holding fake bills. 
And they both snitch okay. and offer to testify against Owen, saying it was all his plan. Okay. So Owen flees Boston, and he heads to Providence, Rhode Island, where okay. he sets up a new counterfeiting operation. He brings in a bunch of new associates. They're not, they're not criminals. They're mostly like farmers and millers and boatmen, people who needed a side hustle to get by. So it's just guys who aren't making enough money. They need some side. It's... It's the gig economy. Yes. Yeah. So they printed and spread out about 12,000 pounds of Rhode Island money, which back then is a fucking shitload of money. Okay. They counterfeited for two years. Wow. Owen's (laughs) skills got better and better. The boss. Well, getting caught will do that to you. You're like, (laughs) well, I I think the goal now is to actually try to get it done properly. (laughs) Yeah, we're thinking about not making it look like shit. We've got a new model. It's called Don't Make This Suck As Much. <laughs> so now there is a, a paper, a newspaper called The Boston Post Boy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, of course there is. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read The Post Boy? <laughs> uh, and they said uh, Owen's notes were, quote, exceedingly well counterfeited so that without inspecting very narrowly, few but what may be deceived. So... It really easy. So good, to, good bills. Yeah, really good counterfeit bills. Um, and then th- that report was printed in other papers around New England. So Owen's becoming known at this point. Right. Which is what you want as a counterfeiter. Absolutely. You want to get your name out there. Get, get your name in lights. Yeah. So one of the crew's wives gets caught passing a fake bill. Uh-oh. And then the entire operation starts to fall apart. As okay. We need to tighten it up over there. People start getting arrested. Uh, several are put in jail. The government offers a, a reward for Owen. So Owen tries to make a run for it with one of his partners, Nicholas Stevens. And they ride out into the woods from Providence. And then they, they, they had grabbed all the money that they had printed up. And they, they divvied it up between the two of them. And then they went their separate directions. <laughs> are they just going to like live like Ewoks? <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do. There's a lot What's of their plan. All of, right, well we got all the we got a ton of money and we're in the woods. This will work. <laughs> I'm gonna pay that tree for a house. <laughs> but what happened was Stevens turned back and went back to Providence and turned himself in, hoping to get son of a bitch a lighter sentence for being a snitch. Mm. Uh, Owen got caught a week later, so hmm. Owen's put in jail with his gang. And he tells them oh, all smart, smart again. It's just it's it's how you should do it. Just <laughs> all right, boys. Well, I hope you enjoy your reunion. Good luck getting your fucking story straight. Yeah. Now, remember, no talking about crime or the case. But outside <laughs> of that, you're free to express yourselves. We know the camaraderie that comes with gangs. So now now to prove that someone has been counterfeiting and this may be, have been why he got off in the first instance you have to prove their intent you have to prove that how i mean that they how hard is that they meant to make it and do it so most people could just say no i just i just i didn't make this someone gave it to me i'm oh it's very hard so you have to connect you have to connect them to the but i mean okay i guess that's maybe a little difficult but so as we learned in his last crime he he left all the stuff out Right. Um, so 
so he's in with his gang and he tells them all to say they thought the money was real and that he would take the fall. He would say that he had duped all of the men in his own gang with fake money and then they'd all walk and he'd be the only one to take the fall. This is not what he's what, what's the twist here? There's no twist that like they, that's that's really what he's going to do. Yeah. Is he just doing that to be a good dude? Yeah. The, the so there was a time when people were good people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. There was a time when you would take the, the even day. crime had morality. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the only problem with this is that uh, Stevens said he had taken the money from Owen, knowing it was forged. That was, so he would be the only outlier, right? The Nicholas Stevens right. guy. Right. So the rest of the crew sticks to their story, and Owen takes the blame. He also tells the authorities that he's hidden $4,000 and would not say where it was until the rest of his crew was set free. Interesting. Because he knew that that amount of money out there would freak out the government. Right. Okay. So Owen goes and gets the cash, which usually is like stashed out in a forest in a hedge or behind a rock. Every Sure. This this story is littered with people being like, and then I put the money in a hedge. Like, it's just super common. That's what a hedge fund is. America just had, yeah, just trees and bushes with money in it. Like, that was just... Sure. (laughs) Right, yeah. Okay, that sounds fine and normal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I uh, don't use banks. I use the bramble. (laughs) So, So Owen gives up the cash. He tells the authorities where it is. And then him and Nicholas Stevens... uh, plead guilty and they're the only ones everyone else gets off they're all free okay so owen gets put into the pillory for 90 minutes <laughs> okay and now this is the common punishment that he didn't get before which i don't know why where someone walks by with their finger and yeah they where they wet it and they put it in his ear no bunger <laughs> come on dude keep up <laughs> sorry <laughs> Branding and and, cro- oh, and shit and cropping of the ears. Those are the main the cropping of the ears. Yeah, so they slice your ears off and they brand your face. your your whole ear off. Yeah, they slice off your ears. So your whole what the fuck? So if you're a crime guy in this time, well, people in America, know. Yeah. They're like, oh look, a brand, <laughs> and he's the guy who keeps saying, huh? <laughs> and you would get branded with whatever your thing was, right? Jeez. Well, hopefully you had a short, shortly worded crime. Uh, yeah. I mean, like it would be T for thief and stuff like that. Now, he was getting branded for an R, which I don't know why R. It should be a C. Rapscallion. For yeah, it could be Rapscallion. Now, but for some reason, though, the uh, constable doing it burns him above his hairline, which means he can hide it. <laughs> what kind of plan? <laughs> And that means you're gonna have to wait three months until you can cover it up. <laughs> wait a minute. And then instead of cutting off his ears, um, he just cuts the edge of his ear, like slices. I just pierced him. <laughs> and this is like eclairs. <laughs> so Owen, like he 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 had a charm. He knew how to work people, and he somehow had worked either the authorities or the guy doing it. Like he had worked them a little bit, and so he didn't get right. as bad of a punishment. Now Nicholas Stevens. Did not have that. So, oh man, that rendezvous is pretty awkward. <laughs> Owen, where's your branding? Oh, it's under my hair. Wait, it's under your what? Oh, you're having trouble hearing me. Sorry, he just took the tops <laughs> off. 
So Owen talks the jailers into letting him watch Stevens branding and cropping. Okie dokie. I gotta be Is, there. I, I mean, gotta be there. You guys, I got. Uh, I just gotta see it. I want to see it so bad. It is is what? Do we know why? Why he like, wanted to be there? The is, it, is it just morbid curiosity? No. Oh, oh, okay. He was the okay. snitch. Gotcha. Okay. Jesus. So they take Owen there, and Owen sees him, and he fucking loses it, and he pushes away from the guards, and he grabs one of their swords. Jesus. And then he holds it up and he yells at the constable who's there to do the branding and the cropping. And uh, he says, you cut Stevens, you do it the way you're supposed to do it. So he burns an R into both of Stevens cheeks. Oh my God. And then fully crops his ears. Oh my God. And then, Oh my God. And then Owen runs off right into the crowd and then they can't find him. He just disappears. (laughs) What a, what I mean, come on. <laughs> now he was supposed to get wow. He was supposed to get jail time after the R. And uh, the... Dave, I'm still not over the R and the R <laughs> and the ears getting removed. I mean, that's just how it Jesus. was, man. That's just how oh. it was. It's a good time. Oh. oh, so. A few days later, now he's supposed to—he's supposed to have served a, a, a prison sentence after the the branding and that stuff. So he's supposed to be in jail for a few years. So, right. A couple of days later, he comes back into town and turns himself back in. Okay. And he's put in jail, which he then breaks out of a few days later using another sword he took from a guard. <laughs> I mean, what's going on with the? Swords and the guards. That's <laughs> yeah, it's like, not good. <laughs> it's pretty easy. To, did you just put it in your little sheath thing, right? I mean, maybe or, they had a little string that you pull, and the and the sword just falls out of the sheath. Sure. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Chitty chitty bang bang swords. <laughs> so he flees to Dutchess County, New York, and so this this entire scenario of what he did to Nicholas, the turning himself in and breaking out, it. It blows up his rep. Like, people are just like, this guy's just, what a crazy madcap. Right, okay. Guy this is. Um, So, it also doesn't hurt that everyone's really sympathetic towards him. One paper called him, quote, a man of good address. So, they just, they like him for whatever reason. They just like him. It's weird because you would think that they wouldn't, but then, you're right, like, we have so many of those figures now where it's... Because of the like celebrity, you overlook so much shit. Yeah, you know, like people are just like, well, yeah, but we like him. Yeah, it's like, well, that's a problem for standards. <laughs> I wish I could think of a big criminal guy who um, people like. Hmm. Hmm. If hmm. only there was a two-part podcast about that guy. Hmm. Can't think of anything. Oh, Timothy Leary. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. So uh his 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 also hit when he got when you get punished when you're in the pillory, when you're um when you're about to get cut and branded, you get to speak. It's just like when you get to speak when you're on the gallows. You get to give a speech. So he was also giving speeches and pe- and a good speaker and people liked him. Like it made him right. sympathetic. So you know, he, he You got to be pretty collected to be like bent over at that angle about to get your ears cut off and be like, and another thing. 
So it makes its way to Dover, New York, right along the uh, Connecticut border. There's like a strip of land on the Connecticut, New York border that's uh, like a, a, I don't want to say desolate, but like a wooded area that really there's not a lot of people there and it's a good place to hide. Um, Okay. So it's sparsely, you know, populated. It's a difficult place to travel through because there's rivers and woods and marshes and swamps. Sure. And so oh that also allows it's an easy place to hide counterfeiting materials and money. You know, you can just stick it. Oh, think of all the bushes. Bog and bush and uh, old. Oh, you got that bog money. Hollow log. And, you know, the places where you put money. Oh, oh <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. So he ends up setting up shop in a cave in a very inaccessible area of a wooded swamp. He hid the opening of the cave with brush and a tree stump. And then a tree stump, a tree stump in a cave is going to be like, well, that looks weird. <laughs> and then um, the cave has a narrow opening and then a, a long tunnel that opens up into like a big chamber, a big room. Okay. So there he puts down wood panels on the floor. He brings in tables and chairs and a bed. There's even a welcome s- to cribs. <laughs> There's even a small opening that acted as a window to let light in. So he's like Bin Ladening. Yeah, 100%. Okie dokie. And this is where he sets up his counterfeiting operation, right? What? Okay. He, he starts with a whole, he gets a whole new crew. And now this area, because it's so sparse. And I've got a chipmunk, a squirrel, <laughs> a bobcat, and a raccoon. These are my creature friends. Hey, there's a jaguar out here that wants to see. We're you. the uh, well, we're what we call the counter critters, oh, hey. and uh, it's basically what we do is we're a bunch of wild animals that counterfeit together. Isn't that right, squirrel? Was that squirrel? Okay, it's yeah, squirrels that don't talk too much, but uh, wasn't I Irish? Yeah, yeah, counterfeiting everything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, he's got a whole new crew. And, and this area, criminals have been here for, it's, it's always been like a hideout place. So they're, they're already here, a, a lot of criminals. Um, okay. So, I mean, he, so he opens shop in a cave, and in the surrounding cave area, he's able to find other criminals to keep the yeah. operation going. A, okay, yeah. that's normal. Um, so they make, so they make thick money for Connecticut, New York, and they become known as the Dover Money Club. Okay, nice. Most of the crew have already been convicted of a crime and had their ears cropped or were branded. I mean, uh, stumbling upon this group in the woods, probably on like a hike, would be a little terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Just R's all over their faces, ears cut off, branded, living in caves. It's the hills have eyes. It's just. Yeah, right, right. It's not good. Uh-huh. So, but the, the hills don't have ears, though. No, no ears. So these guys took they take pride in in their brands and their ears being cut off because it shows that they're seasoned criminals. It's like, yeah, we're badasses. Sure. Right. Now, there's a lot of people in the area with cropped ears from Reverend Samuel Peters, General History of Connecticut. Quote, New Haven is celebrated for giving the name of pumpkin heads to all New Englanders. I'm sorry. What does... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what? All New Englanders are called pumpkin heads. It originated 
from the blue laws, which enjoined every male to have his hair cut round by a cap. So the, it's basically a bowl cut situation, right? Okay. When and that and they everyone was forced to have that haircut. Yeah. So it's like the anti Beatles take. They're like yeah. everyone's gonna have the mop top. <laughs> so. When caps could not be had, they substituted a hard shell of a pumpkin, which being put on the head every Saturday, the hair is cut by the shell all around the head. You know, there's just a lot of times when I'm like, we are regressing in every way, but this is not one of those times. I mean, they are putting fucking pumpkin helmets on people to cut their hair properly. America had a time before it was America. When our ancestors, the people who formed our country, would put pumpkins on their head and cut around it. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, I feel like I would be like the black and white infomercial person. I'd look to the camera and be like, there's got to be a better way. Well, there was apparently a reason for it. <laughs> what? <laughs> to continue on with the quote, such persons as have lost their ears for heresy and other wickedness cannot conceal their misfortune and disgrace. So you can't grow your hair long over your ears. Oh, I, but that still doesn't justify the pumpkin, which is just, I thought what you were about to do. I would, the part that, like, look, I get it. It's fucking crazy. I'm still not over the fact that they're like, the best unit to use on this is the pumpkin. Like, we just need to get those seeds out of there, and then this is our standard pumpkin cut. I just imagine they were using bowls, and then some guy rolled in one day. He's like, oh, I forgot the bowl. Oh, well, don't worry. <laughs> uh, it's just that I'll carve out this pumpkin, and we can put it on his head. <laughs> and I like that somewhere else is like, we came up with a really witty term for them. It's like, anybody would have called them pumpkin heads. <laughs> Absolutely. It's pretty, it's there. It's right, it's the low-hanging fruit. Or veg, I guess. Yeah, so that's what it was like there at the time. Um, now, Owen was making very, very high-quality bills that were almost impossible to tell from the originals. Okay. The Delver Money Club creates a large network of people to pass bills all over Connecticut, Rhode Island, Rhode Island and New York, and Massachusetts, and Owen hits the road to make engravings for associates. So it's the same thing, thing he tried to set up in Providence, but now he's actually doing it. Right. Um, okay. There really, there really aren't cops at the time. Colonists <laughs> would be appointed or elected as sheriff or judge, and then more than like stopping criminals, they usually were just like chasing runaway pigs or fixing potholes or dealing with drunks. Like it wasn't like we're the detectives to figure out this crime that's going on. It just wasn't a thing. Right. Well, let's get back to that. Yeah. So there, there's just not. It's just not enough people to stop a counterfeiting gang. Plus, it's really hard. Like I said, you'd have to start with a guy passing bills and then work your way up the chain. And authorities didn't even know if they could prosecute someone in one colony for forging currency in another. And then you got to prove they were doing it on purpose. Like, it's kind of a nightmare. That, that one is my favorite. Prove they were doing it on purpose. Um, so, and like I said, most took... Uh, most took it, most hid their hid their um, their money in hedges and rocks or somewhere in the yeah, forest. Yeah, or right? maybe in their pumpkin helmet. <laughs> no, nope, nothing up there. 
Now, there's a frontiersman named uh, Robert Rogers who had been raised in the forests of New Hampshire, a super frontierman kind of guy. His father had been a frontierman. That's who he was raised by. Uh, His father had died when he dressed up in a bearskin and snuck up on a friend's bear hunting camp, and then his friend shot him (laughs) thinking he was a bear. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I mean, come on. (laughs) I mean... Hilarious joke. <laughs> oh, oh, man. What a fun prank. I mean, how did you think that was going to go? Was literally covered you know what? I'm going to go trick my armed friend into thinking I'm a bear. <laughs> That'll go well. Uh, that moment when they when they ran over and, and took the bear head off and he was like, I really. Oh, Jesus Christ. Tom's under here. I thought, I thought this bear ate Tom. I he didn't be... even digest him. Hold on. I... Wait a minute. No, we just killed Tom. I thought it'd be funny. Uh, oh looking, my God, Tom! Looking back, I can see the the problems with my prank. You know, well, we were we're hunting. Oh, uh, bleeding out. Ah, uh, yeah, those. Jesus. Yeah. I, can I just tell you? Yeah. Really convincing outfit. Thank you. Uh, the feet. I mean, the feet sold it. The feet oh, sold it. it. You know what? Now it's okay. Dying like this. Now that I hear that, oh, like I just God. I so ju- funny. Fuck! I so just want to look so real. It was amazing. You did your homework. Oh, man. Even now, I'm like, is the bear dying? Because you stole so much of the fur on you. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, the bear's dying. Look at all you. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. You're not a bear because like, you know, you have smaller guts. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're gosh out. almighty. Oh. Well, well, w- uh, buddy, talk about leaving on a high note. I, that was I, a I, killer joke. Oh, it was a good one. Uh, oh. I'll tell you what. Rest of my life, I'm always going to think twice before I shoot a bear. Uh, <laughs> I really do. Because didn't. of your death. Because uh, of your death now. I'm oh, living rent-free in your head every time you go bear hunting, man. Well, you're not uh, living anywhere anymore, well, pal. Okay, that's bear fair. Prank, I am. But, uh, <laughs> man, oh, it's just... <laughs> well... Hang on as long as you can, because let's savor the flavor of this. This is just... I gotta... I'm going to go ahead and prank of the year. I'll, I'll give it up. That was uh, fantastic. I got to say, I got a whole different perspective on on the uh, what it's like to be a bear now, you know. I I I'll tell you, I it's I it, it really I bet you got inside the head of the beast. I could yeah. tell. Yeah, I really did. It was so convincing. Yeah. yeah. Well, well done, Tom. Uh, okay. You know, it's a shame that you're gonna go. I am. Uh, I just went to the bathroom. Both uh, both they just came out. That's usually a okay. And, all and right. That's well, usually a it's happening. Uh, it's a sign that it's close. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. all right. Well, we'll probably get out of here before that goes down. Oh, can our, I just uh, tell you one last thing? Sure. <laughs> uh, shoot him! Kill the fucker! <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Son of a no! bitch, Tom. <laughs> it's on. You're good. Um. Anyway, so Rogers meets Owen when he's out hunting, and Owen comes out from behind a bunch of pine trees and shows him a wad of cash. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Wait. Say that again. <laughs> so not not the guy who died, Rogers, his son. No, no. Yeah. So he's out hunting, and Owen <laughs> comes out from behind a bunch of pine trees, and shows him a water. Want some ca- money? Want of cash? Hey, kiddo, need cash? Let's. I'm gonna officially say it. This is the weirdest fucking time in American history. But <laughs> <laughs> it really, this like. Forest commerce situation <laughs> is pretty wild. I mean, you know, like they're just where the uh, this bank has a lot of branches because it's a tree. <laughs> so uh, they they start talking. They have they have a lot in common, and pretty soon, <laughs> how can you have a lot in common with Owen? I mean, I honestly, don't know. I like, don't know. 
It's just that much. Oh, then I negotiated a biscuit transfer. <laughs> oh, really? Same here. My dad was killed by his friends who were bear hunters because he was just I, like a bear. Not, I think that might happen to my dad. <laughs> I sold myself into servitude for three years because I wanted a biscuit. <laughs> for, for 90 mis- minutes of all-you-can-eat biscuits, I traded three years of my existence. And then Rogers just goes, ah... I guess I'm going to have to go back to the bear thing where my dad got killed by bear <laughs> oh, hunters again. when he dressed up like a bear. That's sort of my go-to story. I just do it <laughs> mostly a, that. It's a genetic flaw. <laughs> so uh, so pretty soon, Rogers is in the counterfeiting game with, uh, with Owen. Okay. Sure. Well, I mean, look, when a fella pops out of a tree with money, you listen. Yeah. Uh, so in January 17... 17- Want to talk about money? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, yes. <laughs> Uh, hey, buddy, you got a side hustle? Oh, my God. In January 1775, Rogers is arrested. And at that point, he had 24 men working under him. Good now, Lord. with the French and Indian War going on, men are needed. And Rogers offers a trade, his freedom, for the 24 men to be soldiers. Wow. And the governor of New Hampshire... <laughs> Let's him go and makes him a captain in the state's regiment. So he's overseeing his own men. Can you imagine coming out of that negotiating session? <laughs> like you're running a huge counterfeiting operation. How'd it go? Uh, I'm a captain in the army. Uh, wait, I thought you uh-huh. were getting jail. You wait, hold you on. You all work for me. What? Huh? We're a platoon. What the fuck just happened? Well, we were going to go to jail, but now we're an army squad, and I'm in charge. Wait. Oh, and plus, we all get as many biscuits as we can eat for the next nine minutes. Did you tell him the bear? Come on, let's move. Did you tell him the bear dad story? Of course I did. I was dressed like a bear for the negotiation. <laughs> let's get to these biscuits. Time's wasting. So, Rogers becomes so important in the regiment that nothing was done to him when a counterfeiter was caught by a constable. And when he's being caught, he tried to eat an incriminating note from Rogers. Finally, our hero emerges. <laughs> the, the, they, so they get the note out of the, out of the guy's mouth, and, it's, and it just, it, it, it's just proof that Rogers is a counterfeiter. Right. And then the counterfeiter snitches on Rogers and Rogers is not arrested because he's become course, too right. important of a military guy. Yeah, it's like uh, when NFL players are, you know, basically abusers. But the, hey, yeah. they could run real good. And Rogers is sort of a unique dude. He he's using his frontiersman skills to train infantry, and he's not. And he's overseeing a thousand soldiers now. Like he's moved up. Wow. He's got a huge army. They're known as Rogers Rangers. Okay, so it's he's it's all very interconnected. Well, he's he's right. He's too big. He's like the banks too big to fail. Like you can't right. take this guy down because he has a thousand men like. Right. And then and we then, are the Lehman Brothers. <laughs> so. So also the counterfeiters under Rogers in his gang New Owen is a bunch of different names. James Time or John McDaniel, John Pearson, mm-hmm. Isaac Washington, Benjamin sure. Parlin. So, yeah, it's just a whole thing. The whole thing's just f- fucking crazy. So, now this is when Owen 
really starts to drink a lot around this time. Oh, good. It's time to bring in that. He, yeah, he for sure. He really takes it up a notch. And he becomes okay. really argumentative and demanding. Hmm. Uh, he's always had a quick temper. That's always been part of him. And so the guy who took the the rap for his crew is now just lashing out at them over small issues, right? It's just a completely right. different energy. Uh, right. He's lost his charm. When right. five associates of Owens were arrested in Newport, the Boston Evening Post called Owen, quote, the famous villain Sullivan and said, our gallows has grown for him for a long time. Hmm. So things are turning. Like the press is like, no, let's get this right. guy. In let's New- kill this guy. <laughs> yeah, basically. In New York, um, there are so many counterfeit bills that the Treasury put a notice in newspapers telling anyone who had bills with certain dates on them to come in and exchange them for new ones. Wow. That bad. Yeah. So they're... <laughs> wow. Okay. So Rhode Island is even harder hit than that. And colonial officials were under more and more pressure to stop counterfeiting. States put rewards out for Owens capture. But again, who's going to arrest them? Like there's no... Right. There's no... No one can do it. Right. And then on January 21st, January 21st, 1756, businessman Eliphalet Beecher. What? Eliphalet Beecher. I'm almost an elephant. I- <laughs> Shh. Don't tell anybody. I said. Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. That was my penis. Okay. I assume that Eliphalet is short for Eli, I would assume. Or Eli short for... Sure. Uh, yeah, I would hope so. Or or maybe there are people around named Fallet that we don't... Sure. Or maybe it's an elephant steak. So, um... I mean... You can hear are my you gonna, dog. Are you going to man up? And do something about my dog? And take care of your situation? <laughs> uh, so... Uh, Beecher just goes into the Connecticut general. He just walks in one day and he's like, Hey guys, I got something to tell you. He says he wants to end counterfeiting and he would catch Owen and his whole crew. Okay. He just needs, uh, some back. I need one bear outfit and a pumpkin helmet. (laughs) So, So the legislature agrees to pay his expenses to hunt Owen and New York kicks in. Okay, so he's a bounty hunter now. Yeah, I mean, essentially, they found a guy who could maybe do it. That's it's it. It's a bounterfitter. A bounterfitter. Right. Okay. But then he goes out, and he quickly finds out how hard it's going to be. He arrests two of Owen's crew. Hey, 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 hey. See, this is how you manage an animal. Stop it. What is, what is Jose doing? Uh, Jose decided that it was time to claw the back of the chair that I was on, sure. making some noise. And I said, no, 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 I'm not going to distract from the show, Jose. And I did. you would not even notice that anything happened. Well, except for you screaming, hey, 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 hey. I think that to the, to the most people, they're, they're going to hear as much of that as Stevens would. Let's, let's, keep, let's <laughs> keep this one rocking. <laughs> so... He arrests two of Owen's crew, and the local judges just let the guys go. Okay. Beecher had wanted to extradite them to Connecticut. They said no. Um, and then on top of that, they made Beecher pay for the time that they had spent, the judges had spent on the case. So they were like, you got to cough up some money because we were here for a little while. 
So judges are like babysitters? Welcome to Bullshit Town. Uh, I yeah. judge. So uh, we've worked for eight biscuits an hour <laughs> at times six. <laughs> so Beecher then hires 11 deputies, and Owen hears this, and he flees into a swamp and then heads up into the mountains. Flees into a swamp. I am the swamp creature. <laughs> uh, he makes his way to a friend's house, which had always been his sort of escape place. He's got okay. he's got like an escape situation set up. Okay. At the same time, Beecher catches a tavern owner who's giving out fake bills, and he gets the guy to snitch on Owen in the money club. Okay. The guy also told Beecher where Owen's hideout cave was. Yeah, it's the one that has a tree stub. <laughs> so he goes to the cave. Owen's not there, but they find all the stuff. Beecher then... Because he found the cave and he know this knows this is where the you know the center of it all is, he starts just doing a door to door search of all the homes in the area. Wow. What a what a wild course of action. <laughs> they're they're waking people up in the middle of the night, like two AM, one AM, and just searching. Excuse them. me, ma'am, is Owen in here? <laughs> That's crazy. And they're interrogating these people. Um Jesus. At 1 a.m. on March 13th, Beecher and his deputies enter a home. There they found some recently tracked dirt on the bedroom floor. Aha. Dirt. <laughs> Someone has Need been we say outside. more? So, why don't you tell us where the dirt came from? <laughs> we already know. <laughs> so they search more, and there's a woman sleeping on the bed in the bedroom. I. And I they, can't believe this dirt might lead to something. I mean, the idea that you're like, dirt. Hmm. That's suspicious. <laughs> in this day and in that time to be like, dirt. You don't see that every day. Well, I guess the key was is that it was fresh dirt. Ah, oh, fresh dirt. <laughs> yeah, you don't see that every day. This fresh. This ain't molded dirt. This is newer dirt. Look at this. Look at this dirt. Holy shit. That's My fresh, God, boss. it's... Uh, it's toasted mud. Is, I mean, it's fresh. I agree. It's fresh. Look at this. I want everyone to take a lick of this. Lick this. Uh, lick that dirt. I'll tell you what. I'm yeah. going to fucking kill this homeowner. I'm going to fucking kill this guy. This guy oh, is no, bad. Not the home, He's bad to the, the bone. He's got fresh yeah, yeah. dirt. Yeah, well, no, that's just evidence. We're not, you know, we're not remembering everyone. We're bitch. not after him. We're not after him because of what he did Let to the dirt. Let me have him. What? Well, the, hold on a second. Let's just be clear with what's happening here. Okay. The dirt is going to lead us to him, and we want him. But again, oh. it's nothing to do with the dirt. Oh, he I'm didn't sorry. do anything to the dirt. Oh, hold on. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I'm I'm working on the dirt posse. We must have crossed and gotten mixed up. I'm on the dirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Oh, so, man. This could have gotten crazy. really weird because I would have killed that guy. Yeah. I still kind of want I, to. We're, but well, we're it. not going to kill him. We're going to take him in. Yeah. But again, oh. I mean, it's dirt. Wow. So, yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't, what are you, what okay. are you guys working on? I'm, uh, well, he's counterfeited a ton, uh, you know, so we're just, we're trying to shut down the operation. We caught him red-handed. He was living in a cave with a stump and everything. So we think that's probably where some of the fresh dirt came from, some of that cave dirt. That's some fresh stuff up there. So uh, so I guess that's a higher priority than the people who carry dirt around and put it in their house? Yeah, again, I mean, not, yeah, that's, I mean, I've never even really heard of that class of, 
crime. So what? it's uh, oh, hold I've on. never heard of the let people. Me, let me show you. So, You've never seen the dirt cops. I, I would, I, I, yeah, I would rather take care of my situation right now than kind but of hear me, more about the dirt cops. This doesn't no, no, trigger no. your memory at all. Dirt cops. You don't remember no, us? That's not doing. Uh, what would? How would that even ring a bell? That you, you guys said that a bunch, or yeah, it's like our thing. We come into a town and we're like the dirt cops, and then everyone nobody's ever gets nobody's scared. ever. I hear a bunch of stuff, and nobody nobody's scared of the dirt cops. No. Anyway, I got to bust this guy. I don't want to let all this fresh dirt go to waste. Look, um, so uh, good luck to. Y- let's just exchange information in case there's any crossover with the, a lot of these counterfeit guys. We'll be getting into dirt know. as well. So, uh, I mean, the money's dirty, but it doesn't have dirt on it. Yeah. So I, I don't know if we need to exchange uh, yeah. any information. Are you working with the government? I don't even know. Wh- Are you working? Uh, we're sort you- of a private firm, uh, the dirt. No, we're no. I'm I'm government funded. Dirt so. Uh, I'm dirt for what are you? Are you a dirt posse? Are you we're dirt, dirt cops? We're, dirt cops or are you dirt we're trying to get we're trying to get the how did you get the government to help you get the I really am in the middle of getting we I, I'm in the middle of getting him, which is kind of like the priority. I don't have time to yeah. get a you know we behind actually, the scenes on what the dirt cops or dirt posse we, we sort did, of it's dirt cops. MO. We did we did talk to the you uh, said it's you said it was dirt posse and then you said dirt force moments ago, so um, it's hard to kind well, of track. You know, there's bit. a lot of names for uh a group that I've never heard of, yeah, apparently. Okay. Well, we, I mean, we did talk to the legislature, and they're mulling it over. So. Well, I would not hold your breath, honestly, but I am going to finish my investigation because Owen is probably here, okay? So you guys can take this dirt if that's what you want. Uh, I don't know if that's evidence for you, but uh, I'm going to finish. I'm going to go to the, the room where there's a woman in the bed. and they, some, My suspicious might be coming. I'm in the middle of that part right now. So, um, so you guys take care. Awesome to meet you and cross paths. Don't say dirt stuff again because I don't really need to hear it. So awesome to meet you guys. Good to find out about your existence. Mm-hmm. Um, super strange, honestly, but uh, take care. All right. Good luck to all you guys. I mean that. Okay. That's, they're not with us. Those are the sand boys. Okay. So to luck to the sand boys and the dirt cops or the dirt posse. That's awesome for you guys. Good luck with everything. Okay. It's going to be really fruitful for you guys. Yeah. All right. Dirt out! Soil up! <laughs> Fucking weirdos. So, uh, so they they pick up the bed while the woman is sleeping in it, and they move it to see what's under the bed. <laughs> okay. And a floorboard under the bed has been cut in half. Uh-huh. And it is not nailed down like the others. And they lift it mm. up, and they find a tunnel. Okie dokie. Now, the tunnel leads to a chamber, and inside that chamber, there's a fireplace that has been rigged. So it's, it's the tunnel goes from the bedroom down to the main room, and there's a, he created a vent under the fireplace of the house so, he, so the smoke would go from his rigged fireplace in his chamber into up into the fireplace. Real... I mean, this guy, this is like El Chapo. <laughs> <laughs> so a deputy yells Owen's name into the tunnel and Owen knows there's nowhere to go. So he just comes out and surrenders. He's like, hey. yeah, that's how you know you're screwed. Yeah. Did you find me? How are you doing there, boys? I'm in uh, me hole. I'm a mole uh, man. There's no Owen here. Uh, Let me guess, you found dirt. <laughs> so 
He's starved. He's exhausted. I, I can't imagine the dirt leading to this solution. Yeah. So they get him out, and he tries to immediately bribe Beecher with counterfeit money. Hey, can I interest <laughs> you in some more crime bills? <laughs> Beecher took a pass. So they take him to New Haven, which is in Connecticut, and Beecher is hailed as a hero. Counterfeiting okay. punishments, however, are very lenient in Connecticut. So they send Owen to New York. New York had the strictest punishment uh, for counterfeiters in the colonies, death. Oh, wow. Jesus. So Owen was tried very quickly. By biscuits! <laughs> He's tried very quickly, found guilty, and sentenced to die. Wow. He d- refused to give up of any of his accomplices. He doesn't give up anybody. Okay. Uh, he was due to be taken to the gallows on May 7th, but the hangman couldn't be located. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, okay, couple things. One, that, I mean, look, it's pretty easy to just schedule that guy, right? I mean, it's not like an everyday thing. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember my other problem. That one is so big. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's not great. He's on vacation. Uh, anybody say Bert? We got a guy to yeah, kill. I think he's out of town for two weeks, oh, isn't he? Fuck, is he doing that dirt force thing? Yeah, he's working with the. No, I think it's dirt cops. They call it the dirt posse. Is what they went by. Yeah, but it's like a weekend thing, and he goes off. Ah, fuck. Yeah, it's like a dirt fantasy thing. Yeah, dirt fantasy, grown up camp. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So they have to delay it until. The tenth, and then how hard is it to replace that guy? Well, for like uh, the other thing that happened I mean, was the night before someone cut down the news, <laughs> so they could. Oh, okay, I guess they couldn't put up another one. Into, I don't know. Maybe it was a union, and they have to call the union guy. Like I don't know. Uh, sorry, these are not uh, mandated nooses, so uh, <laughs> not to be a nuisance, but uh, that's the breaking news. <laughs> now the gallows were on what is now uh, City Hall Park. And cool. it's it's just a tree with a rope. It's ju- it's literally well, just a tree. You're gonna need, well, we got to bring in the professionals, though. We don't want to mess this up. You know, next thing you know, uh, we're hanging the tree from Owen. It's uh, not going to be good. <laughs> so uh, the, three days later, he's brought back there on May the 10th. And now there's a large crowd that gathers because they want to see this. Can you? I'd so, I mean, it, I guess we've kind of gone back to being so desensitized that we do. We are able to, like, watch death pretty comfortably but uh it's just so morbid to be like oh a man will die and be like oh i gotta check this out yeah i would say having gone through the pandemic i think that if they had hangings and made them public they could fill a stadium i would sadly agree that you could get a lot of eyeballs not that i don't think that my fellow americans have no humanity anymore but man wow well yeah it's fleeting uh so this, again, gives Owen a chance to speak to a crowd. Right. And he gets up there and he brags that he had counterfeited $12,000 of Rhode Island money, 22,000 pounds of New Hampshire money, 3,000 pounds of Connecticut, and then a bunch more New Yorks. Like, he just, he just starts rattling off. Strange, strange mea culpa. He said he hoped his associates would destroy the money, the plates, and counterfeit stuff so they would avoid being hung uh, like him. Okay. And then he put a big wad of chewing tobacco in his mouth and wow. chewed it until it, his mouth started to turn black. And then he grinned and he said, quote, I cannot help smiling as tis the nature of the beast. 
And then he was hung. Wow, what a crazy finish. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> like the Sopranos ending is like, whoa. <laughs> He's 33, wow. 33 years old. Oh, my God. He felt, it felt like we were dealing with like a 50. I know, right? Uh, God damn. So then after, right after he died. His what a crazy, what a crazy, crazy way to go out. Oh, it's amazing. Just chew a bunch of tobacco and be like, <laughs> his story was written up and published in a paper, first in a newspaper, and then it's a short autobiography. They think that it was taken down while he was in jail, like before, right before he died, like someone wrote it all down while he, he told right. it to him. He died poor. He, he, his only possessions were a horse and a saddle. So hmm. like he'd got up and then down. His career as a counterfeiter was only seven years. Only wow. one other member of the Dover Money Club was punished. The other 28 either were never caught or were acquitted. Because, again, it's very hard to uh, uh, convict someone of counterfeiting because you have to prove their intention. Yeah. Right. Now, Rogers Rangers became famous for their military successes. Mm-hmm. And his, na- his name was known in the U.S. and England that people would write about him because he was a white guy with Native American and European fighting skills combined. Okay. And successful. The U.S. Army Rangers consider Robert Rogers to be their forefather. Recruits still read his rules of ranging. If it wasn't for Owen Sullivan and counterfeiting, yeah, the Rangers never may happened. never have been formed. Wow, there's there that's there's the ripple effect. <laughs> that's crazy. So yeah, so if you're an army, if you're in the Rangers, I mean, you've got Owen to thank. That's right. Wow. Uh, most that's of this crazy. was taken um, from Anthony Vaver's book, "Early American Criminals: An American Newgate Calendar," chronicling the lives of the most notorious criminal offenders from colonial America and the New Republic. Well, that's a crazy little story, Dave. Wasn't it? Crazy little story. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't we, uh, like we said, uh, we'll break this down in our opinion feature mm. uh, that we'll put up on Patreon. So if you would like to hear us break it down like game film and get uh, politically angry, uh, you can join the Patreon. And we're going to start uh, uploading video of the podcast onto Patreon as well. So if you want to see how dynamic this gets you can join us there so join us there if not we sign bears oh hey there everybody it's gareth you know from this uh this podcast uh listen i've got some stand-up shows i'm inviting the garmy the gareth army to join me for i will be in fort collins colorado august 18th and august 19th i will be in minneapolis minnesota august 24th through august 26th at acme i will be going to the uk in september please join me i will be in glasgow september 13th london september 15th 
Dublin, September 17th. And September 19th, Manchester. Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd. And Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 